share with you briefly. Um, my subject is Zacharias and Mary. Amen. Comparison and contrast. So, so let's read the Christmas story in Luke chapter 1. Uh, we'll try to get to all 38 verses. 1 through 38, that's what I've got down here. Uh, we'll try to get to all of them. <laughs> Somebody's laughing in disbelief. Uh, okay, are you there? He says, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. So, so now it seems good here that Luke is telling us that Luke is telling us that that he has taken it upon himself to, to set in order a, a, this narrative of those things which have been fulfilled. They've been brought to a completion among us. He says, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. So those who were eyewitnesses of the word delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that. Why, why is this, this book written? Why is this gospel written, Theophilus, to Theophilus? That you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. So our behavior, our conduct, must be equal to what we have heard. That is, if, if we know that these things are true, we should conduct ourselves with the gravity of the word given. Amen. So, so we should not think, well, tomorrow. My, my wife says some things to me that, that you, know, you know how husbands and wives can be sometimes, but, but she's always saying to me, and when I say, well, let me, I'll do it later. She says, we don't have putting off time. You know, that's kind of an ominous statement. <laughs> it's kind of ominous. She didn't say that when I was 25 or 30. But we don't have putting off time. We have to do these things now. And so here with your Christian maturation, Christian maturity, you don't have putting off time. There's no, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be in your 70s. We don't have putting off time. We need to do this now, today. The day is the day of salvation. So then we go, now after Luke has said this, he wants Theophilus, and we want you to know the certainty of the things with which we, uh, of which we speak. He goes on to tell this amazing narrative, give this amazing story about what happened here on the earth, what happened particularly in Israel. This is amazing. God had fulfilled something. And God is presently fulfilling his word to us. He is bringing us to an end time. You and I are in the end time. You can't be slack about these things. But, but they all began here. Now let's read this. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Now, I, I, I really like this, and one day I'll, I'm going to do a, a definitive study on it, uh, on, on this. But he says her... Uh, his wife was of the daughters of Aaron. 
So she, she was of the lineage of Aaron, the high priest. Her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God. Both, husband and wife, were righteous. They fulfilled the law. Walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. Now look, they were doing everything right, but they had no child. They were doing everything right, but they had no child. Lord, I'm doing everything right. Why are things like this in my life? But they had no child. Now, you can do everything right, and bad things can still happen, things you don't understand in your life. That doesn't mean you stop doing everything right. Your, your obligation, your responsibility is to wait on the Lord. If you're doing everything right, keep doing them right. As a young boy, young, young man, very young man, late teens, perhaps something about uh, 19 or 20, I was doing everything I knew right. And then I got discouraged because I thought at 19 God had forsaken me. What a lie from the devil. And I say to, to even my precious granddaughter here, I always say, life hasn't passed you by, baby. You know, just keep doing everything right. Amen. And that's what we should be telling others rather than at, at, at 40, 50, 60 years old, need to be encouraged to keep doing right. As my dad would say, you're too close to the door to start doing things wrong. They were both righteous before God, walking all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. Now notice here, they're both well advanced in years, like they're like Abraham and Sarah. And he's walking blamelessly. Now listen. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot failed to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord and the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell on him. Now notice, now here's a man, he's, he's walking uprightly, he's blameless, he's serving the Lord, but he sees an angel and he doesn't say, would you like a Coke? He says, he was troubled and fear fell on him. So I think some of these bogus things that we read, you know, I said, hey man, what are you doing? No, no, no. He's come from another world. You know, he says, he was troubled and fear fell on him. But what happens when fear would fall on you? It's the fear thing, but what, fall, what happens? But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Now, I love this. And practically, in most cases, or many, many cases, rather, in the scriptures, when an angel appeared to one of us, they would say, don't be afraid. You know, and so what they did was they would speak calm into us. And so you're going to need some calm if right now one of those angels show up in here. I mean, I'm going I'm to sit down, and I'm going to need some calm spoken into me. Now notice what he says. He speaks calm into him. Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. You know, you're late. It seems like God is late, but your prayer's been heard. You, you stayed in there, Zacharias. You, you hung there, and so your prayer has been heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. I'm John. John. 
call his name John. I'm trying to get to Jesus. I always told I said, yeah, get to Jesus as fast as you can. <laughs> she called his name John, and, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Now listen to what the angel goes on to tell him. It's an amazing story. You've got this angel who has come from the presence of God talking to a believer. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he's not finished. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. Now Zacharias knows this word from God. An angel just appeared to him. He, he's going to go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah because he knows that Elijah is going to come before the Lord comes to do all of this that he's just telling him. This is what the scripture tells us. To turn the hearts of the fathers of the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And let's see what the man of God says. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? These are, these are some sad words to me in the Bible. Here's a man, a, a being coming from God. You're scared because you know he came from God. And he tells you what God says. And then you ask him, well, how am I going to know? Some of us live like that. Really, really, we live like that. We may not say that with our words, but we, our conduct says that. He goes, how shall I know this? I like to use my favorite expression. He needed cachetadas. But God didn't give me any cachetadas. Let's see what he does. For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. Like God, he's got Abraham and Sarah as an example. He has other examples in Scripture of barren women. He's got, you know, Scripture. But he's going to ask, how do I know this? Because I'm old. Like age has something to do with limiting God. The scripture says we, we even are, we have the ability to bear fruit in old age. Our responsibility is to believe God. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. When it looks like God has forsaken you, he has not. You're going through a test. Just because when, you, when you're going to public school or university and you're, you're in a, a test and uh, the teacher's there, they haven't forsaken you because you're in the test. Pass the test. Take your test. Look, look what it goes on here. I love this in verse 19. And the angel answered and said to him, like, I'm Gabriel. Like, I, 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 I'm Gabriel. Who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Now, 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 now the, the, the emotions are mine. I mean, the scripture doesn't show the emotion. But I'm, I can imagine it's like that. You know, let me use my sanctified imagination. I'm Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, I just came from God and you're doubting me, but behold. 
You know, you know. And I'm not saying that we're all that. We just came back from a mission trip, the four of us. We met Pastor Vishwaf with us. We were there with Pastor Vishwaf. It was a great time. And God was amazing. God showed us that we are called and sent. We saw amazing things the Word of God performed. Now, so when I come here and preach, you don't say, well, he's a man just like me. Yeah, I'm a man, but not a mere man. You, you are a man, you're a woman, but not just a mere woman. You're a woman of God, a man of God. And I like my Spanish because it says, un hombre de Dios, which means I'm a man of God. Also, I can be a, a, un hombre de, de Dios, a man from God. So I am of God, I'm from God. All right. So we ought to listen to people who are of God and from God. Now notice what he says. This is good for me. He says, but behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. Why? Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. I always ask him, why did he, why did he make him mute? Why did he stop him from talking? So he wouldn't spew any more of this doubt, perhaps. Just shut his mouth. So, man, look, look you're, a, you're a man of God. You've been blameless before God. You know better. You know the Holy Writ. You know what God has said. And I've just come from God, the presence of God, and you're going to ask me, how do I, how would, can I explain it to you? How do I know this is really the truth? He said, you won't be able to say that anymore until it happens. God just shut him up. You know, some of us have been, have been kind of closed down. I won't, I won't use the word shut up, you know. But, but, but I would say to you, we've been shut down. We've been shut down. You know, life for us is on a standstill. And now we're feeling sorry for ourselves, but, but we caused the standstill. God is good. God is good. I've lived long enough to know God is good. No matter what happens in life, God is good. Nothing can negate the goodness of God. Absolutely nothing. He's good. Verse 21 says, And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned to them and remained speechless. speechless. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed his own house. Now after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. Wow. Look at there, the old folks. But, but, but after those days, she conceived. He, and he couldn't even talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And she, and she hid herself five months. She hid herself five months saying, I mean, she, she didn't want anybody to see she was pregnant. I mean, and I, and I don't know why that was, but, but she hid herself. And she, and she sang, oops. My iPad went out on me and it said, may I help you? <laughs> Not if you go out on me, you can't help me. So she hit herself five months saying, the Lord, thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. 
She was so excited. God has taken away my reproach. They were always talking about uh, the Baron Elizabeth. Baron Elizabeth hasn't even given Zacharias a child. Baron Elizabeth, he ought to get another wife, you know. People do that stuff. I mean, they were doing it then. They do it now. You know, and, and, and so Baron Elizabeth, and she's excited because God has taken away her reproach because now she's done something that those other women who had children when they were young can't do. They're, they're finished, but she's just starting. I, I like that. You have to look at your life differently than you look at it. Look at it through the eyes of the Lord. You know what I mean? Look like you're finished, you're over. It's not over unless you give in to over. You know? You give in to that stuff, then that's what you get. You know, it's a terrible thing. We listen to the Word of God, listen to the Word of God, go to church and listen to the Word of God, make sacrifices to go listen to the Word of God, and then don't believe it. When we get in trouble, we forget everything. That's shameful. May I say it? That's shameful. Let's look at these next 12 verses. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel, the sixth month uh, from, from uh, Elizabeth's pregnancy, you know, six months, uh, now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, same, same angel, was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a young girl, teenager, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. So he wants you to know that Joseph is of the house of David because he wants to present Jesus as the Messiah. So, so um, uh, but now also Mary is of the house of David. You know, uh, we got it on both sides. Uh, uh, Joseph through, through Solomon, um, Mary through Nathan, both sons of David. And uh, so it says, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. So he was excited. He said that. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Same as Zachariah. She was troubled at his saying and considered now notice, what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. So he speaks this calm into her, for you have found favor with God. Do you know each of you here has the favor of God? You have the backing of God. When will the church really understand who we are and what we have? Don't leave out of here with the same, the same trouble you brought in. You leave out with it? That, that makes absolutely no sense to me. No, it makes no sense to me, right? Come on, let's be better than this. Let's be better. Don't say, don't say yes, but. You're not an exception. You're not the first person who's an exception to the Word of God. You know, and if you are an exception to the Word of God, you need to get rid of that exception quickly. You know? It's not possible, but if you seem to think you have it, get rid of that. It's not like God has been faithful to all, all these years, these millennia. He's been faithful all these millennia, and now he's going to somehow forsake you. If God forsakes you, that means he has to, to deny who he is. Come on, let's, let's stop having pity parties and inviting ourselves down, talking about our, how our struggles and sorrows. All right? Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'm, I did run over time. That brother was right when he left. <laughs> Okay, so she was troubled and saying, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He, he will be great, same as John the Baptist. He will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest. Now, that's different. And the Lord God will give him 
the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, that's powerful. Give the Lord a big hand on that. I love that. Now, now then Mary asks some questions, but she's not giving doubt. She's not being doubtful. This is, this is contrasting. Here you got a, a young girl who is believing God because an angel from God has talked to her, and you got this old man of God who is doubting God. You know, perhaps he has allowed life to wear him down in a way. Perhaps. Look at what she says. Then, then uh, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? How can this be since I don't know a man? What's going to happen? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the, uh, the Son of God. Now he will be called the Son of God. Now that's powerful to me. That, that, that here's this teenage girl. She says, the, it's the Holy, it's going to be a work of the Holy Spirit. You and the Holy Spirit. And he will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Now, Zechariah should have known that. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Those of us who have had years on the earth and we don't have anything to give, that's terrible, but you can change that today. For with God, nothing, nothing will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Whatever your situation is, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Doesn't matter. Whatever it is, whatever it is, you've squandered your, your life, you've squandered your wealth, everything is messed up. It's like, what am I going to do? With God, nothing will be impossible. You have to stay with God. Don't, don't abandon, as it were, God. Now he says, then Mary said, behold, now these beautiful, beautiful words, behold the maidservant of the Lord. Behold, look at him. Look at me. Look at me, Gabriel. Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to what you say. Isn't that amazing? And the old Zacharias didn't believe the word. The girl believed the word. And she said, let it happen to me just like you said. I would like for us during this festive season, this wonderful Christmas season, to take a, a new stand, a new posture. Let us say to God, let us say to the Lord Jesus, let it be to me according to your word. Let's do that. Now, if you're here and you've come to church today and you, you don't know Christ, Jesus came to save us from our sin. If you don't know the Lord, you're in sin. You're in sin. You were born in sin. And you cannot get to God by being good. 
as Pastor Stan says so well, we can all be good sometime. But you can't, be, you can't save yourself by being good. You can only save yourself through the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you've never received Christ Jesus as your Savior, you can do it right now. And you should do it right now. You should do it right now. You should not wait. And if you have never received Christ in your, in your heart, I would like for you, wherever you're seated, to just raise your hand until I recognize your hand. Raise it up high enough for me to see it. I see your hand, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love that. Bold. I love that. Thank you. And, and, and yes, come on. Bring, come on up. Yes, ma'am. She, I didn't even invite her. She's coming. Is there anybody else here? Anybody else? Would you raise your hand? Anybody? You're coming to Jesus. You want to give your heart to Jesus? Ma'am, come on up. No, I didn't mean I didn't want you to come. I'm just saying I love your enthusiasm for Jesus. Yes, yes. Is, is there somebody else you want to come? You want to come? You, you, you want to give your heart to Jesus today? Anyone else here? Anyone else here? Pastor Bert was talking about a time when we were in Pakistan. It was the first night we were there. First night. And we, uh, we were preaching, uh, preached the gospel. And people started to come and come and come and come and come and come and come. It was amazing. Giving their hearts to Jesus Christ. Is there anybody else? Okay. Hi. I'm so glad you came. God bless you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that those who come to him, he will in no wise cast out. And he's gonna, he'll save you. And when the body dies, you, you will never die again. You will never die, rather. And uh, now if the, when the body dies, you'll be instantaneously be with God, be with Jesus Christ in heaven. That's the promise. And he says, but one day I will give you a resurrected body. And he will, he will give you a resurrected body that has never known sin, doesn't have any sin cell memory. That has absolutely nothing like that. Nothing. He'll give you a totally pure resurrected body and you'll, you'll be immortal with him forever and ever. That's the promise. And our sister Rose is going to lead you uh, into the sinner's prayer, and they're going to pray with you. I just want you to just turn around, and, and, and they're going to lead you. Wow. Wow. Yes, wow. Well, isn't God, isn't God good? Wow.